1: Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm
0: just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this <laughs> thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast.
1: This is David Smith. How yeah, are we? Be. You having a bad week, Dave? That was kind of lackluster, don't you think? Uh, Brian the this I, was really loud in my ears.
0: I was oh. trying to sound game showish. All right. Maybe good. I need to pep it up a little bit.
2: No, 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 no. No no, pun
0: intended. Yeah,
2: no, no. I know exactly what it is. It's the same thing I'm feeling, Dave. This episode is going to be a little bit of a reset button because finally, the Premier League is going to slow down from its breakneck speed for a little while, and that's going to be really nice. After a series of weekend and midweek game weeks over the last few weeks, we finally get a little bit of a midweek break in a schedule that's more normal. And for an FPL podcast like we are, it's going to be nice to have a little bit of a midweek break. Now, that's not to say there's not football in the middle of the week. It's just not FPL relevant football. It's FA Cup football in this coming game week. In fact, from now until about early May, there will not be a midweek Premier League game week. Again, that's until, you know, again, early May, I think. It's game week 36 if I did my calculations right. So the schedule is going to be a little bit more normal. And therefore, we're going to give you a little bit more of a normal episode. Uh, in fact, I'm really excited about what we have here tonight. We're going to have an honorary fantasy half point in honor of our newest patron. We introduced him to the podcast last week. He's going to get a little bit of a segment this week. We'll, we'll cover that. We're talking about Harry Kane because we have to, we're going to talk about Ederson because we kind of have to, we're going to talk about Antonio Rudiger because Dave made it so that this week we have to, when he covered him so much last week, oh, we're talk about Thomas. So And in fact, Instead of giving you the dream team for Game Week 23, which we used to do when the game weeks were once a week, we're going to talk about the all-form team in FPL right now because there have been so many matches. We've kept up with the topics as much as possible in a weekly podcast. Uh, But now that the matches are going to slow down a little bit, who is in form? We're going to discuss that. And then we have to talk about the thing that is so overrated but that everyone loves to talk about when it comes to FPL, and that is the upcoming double game weeks in game week 24. And I think you already know how I feel about this because I said it is very overrated, especially in game week 24. But there's four clubs with them. And so we're going to talk about those as well. Not only that, who are our free transfers? Who are our captain's picks? Who is the top scorer in our fantasy FPL America League? There is so much to do. Brian, you have to start us now.
1: Oh, well, then let's start this with what we have to get to. Is that that's that's kind of the way that's that's about the way we're doing this? I think. I was. Let's trying, get on. Let's let's get on with this.
2: I was, I was trying to build it up to something, and then you just
1: deflated the balloon. In. That, that's oh, I, well, I was gonna try to say, "Let's get ready to rumble." Yes, but I Michael don't Buffer. have the. Well, I don't have the voice for that, and that also that's a stupid thing to say. So, let's just get on with what we have. Dave, you tried
2: to break FPL this past week. And I'm going to pick this fight with you. In fact, listeners beware. I am in a mood and Dave likes to take the opposite opinion of me. And so there's going to be a lot of this in this podcast, but this one I'm coming straight at you, David Smith, Yeah, because we have established over the course of this podcast. I mean, we're going four plus years on this now, nearly 300 episodes in. We know that your captain's picks are jinxed. And last week you promised to set the record straight on who your captain was going to be so that we could avoid who that person was going to be. And you said on this podcast, it was going to be sun against West Brom. And I checked in with you on Friday afternoon when there was yep. still time to warn the FPL American masses. Yep. And you said, still on sun, but I'm wavering. And I said, okay, I, I get it. But if it's still on sun, it's still on sun. I'm not going to have to alert anyone. So I sent no communication out. No communication went out because it was still sun. And then I went to bed at 11 p.m. Yeah, Eastern Standard Time here in the United States. I wake up at 7.30 to yep. watch the first match of the day. And I wake up to a chat in our Slack workspace that came in after midnight. <laughs> oh, I'm man. asleep while I'm asleep. No chance to do anything about this. And you said, I've moved my captain to Patrick Bamford. Yeah. Yeah. It's fact. Guess who my- Guess who my captain was on Patrick Uh, Bamford. I'm I'm answering my own question. It was on Patrick Bamford. I was pissed all weekend because now I have to wait through nine matches to see how you're going to ruin. I I mean, I expected two broken ankles, Patrick Bamford in this in this Monday match. Sure. Between Leeds and Crystal Palace. Thankfully, he scored a goal. So your jinx somehow (sighs) got moved to Antonio Rudiger instead. But Listen. You nearly ruined it for the rest of us. And this needs to be a lesson learned, David Smith. Promise not kept, sir.
0: <laughs> now listen, this is look, this is exactly how it's gone down. Uh I had got into bed <laughs> and uh, I I had earlier in the in the evening had seen uh Scott, your posted lineup on, on Instagram. And I'm like, yeah. Let me go check mine. So I'm looking back through mine, and so I'm getting. I'm in bed. My wife's getting ready for bed. She's in the bathroom, and so I gave her like four choices. I said, Hey, I need a captain tomorrow because I'm. I literally, I'm trying to take this out of my hands because I've been so poor at it. And I said, Hey, who should I captain tomorrow? She has this. Literally, this could be the equivalent of me throwing out the top four ballerina names. And then asking <laughs> Scott to pick one. That's the science mm. going into this. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I, so I say, and, and I give the four names and I, I think it was, it was son, Bruno Bamford, uh, maybe Antonio, something like that. And, and, uh, she goes, son. And I'm like, okay. And so I said, well, good. I already have it there. And as I'm, I'm looking over things, I start checking, you know, my sources and all the things. I decide to go with Bamford.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I and, can I just tell you but look I tell you- as soon as I did it.
0: As soon as I did it, it's it's in the Slack channel. 1235 AM. Captain Bamford, last minute decision, Bruno Vice. Yes. I at least lived up to I said if I changed it, I would let everyone know. I look I I I I was nervous, and honestly, I lost. I people who did captain son should thank me for not captaining him because that's how he got a ten,
2: and I well, ended
0: up with a six from Bamford. And
2: two things know. here, Dave. Two, th- right, yeah, but nine. two things here, Dave. Number one, you know this by now. You should always listen to your wife. Okay, number one. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no question. Number about two, that. number two, your wife is not cursed with captain picks like you are. So obviously, she CLS. picked right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly my point. So I, I, listen, I'm 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 frustrated with you. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't the carnage it could have been, uh, but I need to do better. I just need to do better. We need to know a little bit sooner than this, sir. Scott, how um, mad would you mean, have been if Bamford would have gotten no goal today? I mean, I I I would not be keeping my cool at the moment if that had been the case. I'll tell you that right now. Fair enough. But listen, it was a good match for Leeds overall. Uh, Bamford didn't make the dream team, but Messier slash Melier. And Stuart Dallas did great performance by Leeds and, 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 Brian, was it last week? Who did you say we should be looking at instead of who's playing Newcastle? Did you say who's playing crystal palace? Cause you should have said who's playing crystal palace.
1: Yeah. I think there's a few nominees for that right now. Cause I mean, Southampton, uh, I still think Newcastle is in the conversation for that. I mean, honestly, Leeds is in the conversation for that, but yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I and there's a whole bunch of teams I think that are just, that are just, if, if nothing else, giving up a ton of chances and Crystal Palace, uh, no Zaha. I mean, as soon as, as soon as the, as soon as the news was released, um, that Zaha was going to miss this match, I think right away, your, your leads players became immediately more desirable. Pascal Strauch is one of the guys that, you know, I, I mean, we talked, we've talked about him off and on. He made the FPL FPL America the article a couple of weeks ago he's been in and out of like of conversation all season uh, cuz he's so cheap and as long as uh as long as your uh your is out for them he's going to start and he's 3.9 so it, like Leeds Leeds has options kind of everywhere we really dropped the ball to, we I mean we should have been talking about Rafinha or Jack Harrison uh, well, Rafinha's had returns in almost every match. I mean, that was the you know official FPL stat that went out earlier today. Rafinha's outscored Patrick Bamford in the last like seven matches or something like that. And I mean, he this is you've got leads with a a double week coming up. He gets uh, you know he gets a return for you in this match. Um, Rafinha, add add him to the list of five. something
2: midfielders who are viable for your squad
1: yeah for sure so yeah but crystal palace i mean uh you know grampy roy was was pretty disappointed obviously with the performance um you know like he he's like he's duty bound to say we put out a a competitive squad but we played worse than our opponents so that's that's the analysis i think that you expect from uh managers who who are mad Now is the time, by the way, to bring in a Leeds
2: player, because when it gets to the month of April, you're going to get rid of all of your Leeds players for about a month and a half. But for now, their schedule's not too bad. Yeah, for sure. If you don't mind doubling and even tripling up on players from the same squad, which, again, I'm on record saying that's dangerous in the era of COVID, but if you're willing to do that, Leeds is a club, mostly because of the price, and then also because of what that price can give you, uh, see Rafinha. See Jack Harrison and even see Patrick Bamford. Still, I mean, Patrick Bamford is definitely one of the top forwards that you can just put into your lineup. It, he's a set it and forget it forward this season. There's no doubt about it. Why not
0: you? How, how have you? You talked about all these Leeds players, and Stuart Dallas has not been mentioned yet. Do you it,
2: have Stuart Dallas in your lineup, Dave? That's. I think that's going to be my transfer this week. I have, have had Stuart Dallas in my lineup for about four months. How many times I, have you played him?
0: Don't about. flex. Don't flex like you've owned him. If he's been riding your pine this whole time, uh, it's you've about... played him a few times and it has not been much.
2: Look, no, no, it's, people... it's been about 70. I'd say about 75% of the time in that 25% though, was this game week. I did okay. not get his
0: 12th. So my point is this, have you looked at where he is overall? If you haven't, don't look and guess. Overall, Brian, you, Brian, you know, defenders. Overall, overall defenders. No, he's
1: extremely high. He's in the top five. Uh, I Scott, wouldn't say that.
0: I'd say top ten. He's four. Really? He is fourth. He is yeah. behind Diaz, James, Justin, who continues to make a fool of me, and then Aaron Cresswell, who's the top scoring defender.
1: Yeah.
0: uh Rob Holding, Stewart Dallas is John Lundstroming his way. How we have not talked about this sooner is bad fantasy potting on our part i mean has been playing oh we we, we, i know we we talked about him him, but we have not given him the credit that like we gave john lundstrom did last year when he was a defender playing in midfield well dallas
2: has been doing this he was lord lundstrom there's been no you know what's what's the What's a, what's a D equivalent of Lord? No, I get there's it. been no Stuart Dallas.
0: He's the Duke of Dallas.
2: Okay. Like well, oh, there it is. There so, it is. So yes. I, Duke Dallas. Look,
0: Duke Dallas, he's 4.8. He's eight, and he's fourth out in overall defending. And he, but and the reason why is he's playing midfield and he keeps getting scoring returns. I'm just saying he by far, if it's not for Bamford and Brian, I guess, I guess you're right, Rafina has outscored him, but Rafina's not sneaking into my all-star midfield right now as good as he's been which is crazy although i guarantee you rafina's outscored Salah for the last seven weeks uh yeah that's for sure duke of dallas is or duke dallas is it duke dallas scott how how should i refer to this yeah duke if he's
1: gonna if it's if it's lord lundstrom then yeah duke dallas Right. even though that sounds like a that sounds like a, a, a dirty movie name
0: it, uh, look, I'm going to go back to week 13 and I'm going to fly through this, but you're not going to hear many low numbers. 7 5 6 12 1 2 2 7 1 12.
2: Okay? That's in the last almost 10 match weeks. Yeah. No, I've Dallas and Bamford are in my squad and they they're there to stay. There's no question about it because because it's also Leeds and and you don't have a you do not have a Leeds defender for defense.
0: Uh holding I mean, that, that holding point. is going to leave if I don't bring in Harry Kane for Lacazette, which I can do, I'm gonna do. Uh, I will move my transfer this week, and you, I know it's not time that time of the pod yet. But I'm just gonna get there, Scott. Screw it. It's you Rob it. Holt, Stuart Dallas, indoor or Harry Kane will be coming into my team at the expense of a gunner in either position in Lacazette and or holding.
2: All right, very good.
0: Uh,
1: speaking now, just before we just just to be clear, yeah, Stuart Dallas has been on this podcast radar. Just because we haven't talked about him. I'm just saying. We haven't
0: given
2: him much pub. This is the most
0: run he's had. Brian
2: Brian put him into the the FPL article. I guarantee. Oh, no. Leeds preseason article. Leeds preseason episode. Yeah, The lead segment of our preseason episode, he mentioned Stuart Dallas and Luke Ailing, And Stuart Dallas has been relevant for, I mean, certainly for the last I don't know, three months. He wasn't that relevant to start the season. Let's be clear. There was a stretch there early where it didn't make any sense, but he has come into his own here in the league. Week and six, now, yeah, he he's was absolutely viable. viable. Week,
0: week six, he's been
1: absolutely viable.
2: Well, but to get nothing for the first five weeks is a long time.
1: Right. And and he his price, he's been, I, I, think, I think his price made him accessible, but there are so many other players around that that seemed a higher priority. Plus, like Scott, you're exactly right. Leeds is in the bottom five in shots allowed shots on target allowed big chances allowed like they are giving up the most shots in the box like they're in the bottom five of almost every team that they get a clean sheet at home against a a Crystal Palace team that doesn't have Zaha shouldn't be all that surprising. Like this is a, a it's a floundering Crystal Palace without Zaha like. Do you expect them to keep a clean sheet against Arsenal next week, Dave? I mean, do you think that Leeds is going to get no nothing? No, no I do, do not. That, I mean, them Arsenal to keep is going to get nothing. That's what I'm saying. Next yeah. week, Stuart Dallas. I don't think you're all that enthused about running him out there. He can get you an attacking return any you know any week.
2: Yes, and that's but, why, well, even though that's the case, I'm much more inclined to play Stuart Dallas than I would be Leno or Holding, who are also in my lineup. Yes, as of right now, sure, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Hey. Question. And like you
1: said, you know, for sure, after that, you know, double week where they play Wolves that can't seem to, you know, for whatever reason, can't seem to find any sort of attack. Then you know, Southampton, who's eh, who knows what's going to happen. Good double with them. A good double It's week. not bad. And Dallas Bamford are already owned by so many people. Uh, it's just, you know, I think it's just going to be a matter of if you don't have them, you should probably to your point, Scott, try to – you might as well get them now.
2: And why wouldn't Dallas and Bamford play at least 120 minutes in that double game? They're going to. Maybe 150. Maybe 180. You know, B- B- yeah, B- for sure. Bielsa. I said Biesla. It's not
0: Biesla. It's Bielsa, right? Bielsa. Bielsa, Uh if you started the last game and can walk, you start the next game. That That's how he seems to do it. So, yeah. It's, He's it's rolling nice
1: – yeah, He's nice rolling he the that same luxury. crew out
0: there every yeah. single time, assuming health. I have two questions, and then we're moving on. Number one, Scott, what do you think the ownership is of Stewart Dallas?
2: I might Duke have looked at Duke uh,
0: Dallas. Brian, you go first. If Scott's looked it up. Brian, no, do you I,
2: I, It was someone else, I think. I'm going to get 18%. I was going to say
1: 22%.
0: Both low. Too high? It is 14 14%. That absolutely, I'm sure. We'll be going up. In fact, his price probably just went up. Well, let me re- refresh this page. Because yeah, there. Because look we at yeah, the, look like at the witching hour. The look yeah. at the witching hour. It, it didn't happen. Whew. Okay, maybe I need to make a move real quick. Uh, other question is, who flounders harder without this strike? Their said striker in the lineup, for Spurs and Harry Kane, or Zaha and Crystal Palace.
1: I mean, I think it has to be Zaha. With Palace, just because it's his, it's such a, a history of this. Son has had stretches where he's performed without Kane. There is no one. It's not like Benteke all of a sudden gets good whenever Zaha's out. Right. Like it just says it's just going. It's just so ongoing. But no, you're yeah. I. It's a good point, Dave.
2: I, I uh, actually think it's Kane. It's pretty well documented that you know when it comes to goals per game, of uh, you know points per match, when Harry Kane's out, Spurs take a dive. And, uh, and, that, and that's happened again in this recent stretch where Kane was out. So, I mean, both clubs are clearly affected by that particular injury. But I think maybe in part because of the significance being more for Spurs than for Palace, usually where, the, where they are on the table, it's got to be Harry Kane. All right. Speaking of Harry Kane, he is back and he dropped eight fantasy points in this game week. Uh, how quickly, with Spurs as the upcoming opponent, I'm sorry, City as the upcoming opponent for Spurs in Game Week 24. How quickly should we move to bring in Harry Kane? Is it A, Game Week 24 for City, or is it B, Game Week 25 and beyond? Go.
0: I will – I'll tell you this. Obviously, I'm already thinking about it. It doesn't bother me that much. I'm not going to drop a minus four to bring him in. But if I had to to do it on a free – like I don't see why that's a problem even if I don't play him uh, next week but then again here's the thing for whatever reason Spurs historically over the last few years have always played well against city and if harry kane's playing it's a different spurs team i, I it just that spurs team this past weekend looked so different compared to the spurs team that i had seen play their last five or six games um or whatever so i i just City game doesn't scare me, but I'm not look I just know this he's at eleven oh so he his price will only be going up from here whether it not whether or not yeah, it uh, goes up by this coming weekend is it you know we got to wait and see it's not close yet but almost owner, a
2: hundred and almost a hundred and ninety thousand transfers in
0: his current ownership i think is nineteen point six percent which seems to be low so i, I just but i mean i guess I, I I'm sure a lot of people sold him.
1: He I'm just surprised that many people would have held him through the injury, especially it's especially since it was a surprise that he was in the lineup at all this weekend. Right,
0: there's no doubt about that. Let's let's not forget before he went out, the three games before he went out were a nine, eight, and twelve. So now he and had gone another
2: eight, another eight here.
0: Yeah, right. Again, and so still in well, form. Spurs now. Grand those, those three games were leads Fulham and Sheffield, but still. Whatever. After City, the Spurs are at West Ham, home to Burnley, home to Palace. So, look, I, it is a good stretch. And so, yeah, I think maybe my one yeah. transfer this week, now that I'm talking myself into it, probably will be Stuart Dallas for the Duke of Dallas for Rob Holding and uh, then bring in Kane next week for sure.
2: I'm going to go ahead and spill the beans on who the top three form – forwards are right now in the league. Okay. It's Patrick it's Patrick Bamford, Mikael sure. Antonio, and Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins. Does that hurt? Well the fact I've already lost that bet means I'm free to own him, which I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> There's that. Well good um, that's
1: good. That's a really that's a big move. Big of you, Scott. Thank that, you. It's very you, respectable.
2: Brian. Hashtag growth. Listen, I will say that um I'm normally really good at bets, and I don't know what's wrong this season. But anyway, it's fine. Uh, Antonio <laughs> plays Sheffield. Antonio plays Sheffield. Sure. Ollie Watkins plays Brighton. And I just said Bamford is set it and forget it. He's playing Arsenal. If you own – I mean, I own all three of those guys. Why, who, who's, more, who's Harry Kane more attractive than, even though I know he's Harry Kane? I'm not ready to make that move in game week 24. And by the way, DCL scored. We'll get to yeah. him in just a second. Like I, where where does Harry Kane fit into this? All of a sudden there's more options than slots to fill. So I'm not I'm 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 personally, unless something changes during the week since we you know, after we record this, which we're recording this on Monday night, I'm not bringing in Harry Kane for the city match. I'm just not
1: doing it. No, that's fair. I mean, sure. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean I, I think uh, I, I don't know how your teams are set up. I mean, I just, I just know that it would be, it would be extremely difficult. I I'm, I'm probably wild carding. I'll either free hit or wild card oh, breaking news. Week. Really? Yeah. I Well, first of all, Dave, uh, I'm, I'm floundering. Uh, I no matter what I try to do, I've whether I've played it safe or whether I've uh, played big risks, uh, it hasn't mattered. So, and when you're and when you're this far down at this week of the season, there's only so many things you can do. Sure. Uh, so this no, so this week, I mean, whether I like it or not, I mean, this is the matchups are good, cities in form. Uh, I think that it. I think there's the potential for. A good like good returns in a lot of places. Um, I I, I just ha- there's no other there's no. You other gonna go with, you're gonna go. You're not going like,
0: like other than city players, I I don't know why anyone's rushing to own
2: any of the. Burnley uh, plays. Burnley plays Crystal Palace and Fulham this week. It's a it's a trap. It's a trap. Fulham is a trap because they don't give up a lot of goals usually.
0: That's
2: true. Uh, so I mean, there's a chance if you have a Burnley defender. Nil-nil could happen, and you're happy about that. At Crystal Palace, I don't know, man. I, there, there's something there that has me – the matchups are are really good, but I don't feel great about it. With that said, full disclosure, I own Matt Lowton, so I'm going to keep him through this double game week, of course. But I don't know that I would go I, – I can't tell if I would go get a Burnley defender with a free transfer just because of those two matchups. It feels like a trap.
1: Sure. I just don't know when you're going to I don't just don't know when you're going to have better availability. Well, and that's the this. that's
2: the big question, right? I think the bigger question is, I've given I've played my hand. Everyone knows. I think double game weeks are almost entirely overrated, almost completely overrated. When the matchups are like only... this, I, they are. Yes. But but history doesn't back you. I disagree. The We've had one double game week for the season. I think there's only like two guys that scored in both matches. Ultimately, that's what the double game week is about. Maybe three. I think there were two, a couple of city defenders. Are you just talking about scoring
0: returns?
2: Absolutely. Like John Stone scored a 21 in one of the two matches of the double game week for city. That doesn't mean John Stones was the right play on the basis of the double game week. He was the right play on the basis of that score. Of course, but on the basis of the double game week, that alone doesn't make him the right play. Now, he scored six in the other match, and so that that makes sense. That was good because he gave you returns in both matches. My point is, you play the double game week is what you're hoping for is two matches of returns, right? I mean, that's ultimately what you're trying to do. Sure. And you don't Scott, get that hard ever. Average.
0: Scott, it's the law of averages. The more guys you have in a double match week, the greater a chance you have of getting double returns
2: in that week. The greater now, the chance. And I'm just saying it doesn't come to fruition often enough care that much like i'm looking i mean manchester united is playing yep. at west brom that is their one and only match in game week 24 right alternatively so, there's manchester I, city manchester city is playing spurs and everton double game week
0: the now, united the players might outscore the city players
2: exactly my point i'm going to transfer out rob holding
0: but it's not the fact actually, of the double match week scott it's just the matchups this double match week
2: that's my point. double game weeks are sometimes and often overrated. that's exactly my point. They, I'm going to bring in
0: but it depends I'm bring on in the and match a, week, and not the math. that's my point it's i I'm not no, disagreeing listen. with you this match week yeah. I think you are right, but your the theory and basis is of it you the match week you have to look at as a you can't argue with the math. the math is touched. what it
2: is sure. But I'm telling you, people look at the fact that there's, oh, double game week. I'm going to max out my squad with double game week players. And I'm telling you, that's stupid logic. That's the wrong thing to do. I, I read you the homepage of matchups. the FPL. Exactly. Look I looked, I'm, I, but, but even the experts don't do that. I read tonight the story that was on the front page of the FPL website today. And it was there, you know, every expert. And I mean, you have to use air quotes on that one. Every expert that they, you know, got a quote from a paragraph of of info from, they all went through their options and they all listed them. Like I can't, like someone even mentioned Areola, Fulham goalkeeper. Like I am not going to use a free transfer. I'm not even going to use one of my precious two goalkeeper spots if I'm wild carding on the Fulham goalkeeper just because he's played right. matches. And yet that's what one of the experts recommended. And I'm losing my mind about how people are losing their mind over double game weeks.
1: Yeah, I am not saying I'm gonna max out my team on double game week people. I'm saying that Burnley defensively have been fine. Like they've been giving up a goal here and there, but mostly they've been Burnleying recently. <laughs> and you I, have
2: I, I, I can't let I can't let that slide, Brian. I've been a, I've been a Luton owner for quite some time now. He's been on my bench mostly. Game week seventeen was blank, and then for Slaton specifically, it was two. Then there was a clean. Then there's a double game week where they all gave you good points uh, for the double game week. Right. Since then, it's been one, 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 two.
1: And right. Because they defender- played Chelsea and Manchester City, and then they gave up a goal against Brighton. But I expect it, them. I expect them to give-
2: they're Burnleying, though. That's they, my get,
1: point. they did not give up three, four, or five goals against Manchester City. That's a huge win for them because that's, <laughs> that's what true. they've been doing <laughs> like right nine you know. times in the last 10 matches true. against them. And Two it was nil. at Manchester City.
2: 2 0 is progress. There's no doubt. And it's better than Liverpool
1: did. Sorry. It progress. was home against Manchester City. So at least that. But what I'm saying is, like, defensively you're not counting on points for Matt Loughton against Chelsea or Manchester City agree against Crystal Palace or against Fulham at home whenever they get to play teams like that there's no guarantee that Zaha is going to be healthy there I mean even Scott, if I is, would be playing Loughton
2: I am right. I am I'm keeping him I'm keeping him for this double game week I'm keeping him but I don't know that I would go to him and I think that's my point and so another team that has a double game week, since we're on the subject is Manchester city. They play Spurs and Everton, as I mentioned before, that is not a great double game. week. Spurs and Everton, especially for city defenders.
1: Right. I, yeah, I no. I much prefer the the Manchester city attackers. I would have said that Manchester city playing at Anfield was not a good matchup on paper either. And we know what the result of that was. So I'm not worried at all about this Manchester city playing against either Tottenham. Or Everton. The only thing to your point, Dave, is that against Spurs, for whatever reason, Spurs have managed to—I don't know—they've managed to trick them here a few times. I just don't see this Spurs team doing that now against this City team. No, yeah, maybe they, probably, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they will. I mean, they—they they certainly can. No, but like you're exactly like Manchester United playing at West Brom. Absolutely have manchester united players for that and i do and that's that was i mean i that was i had already made that move i i sent sun out for that exact reason thinking like they stink right now and and harry kane's not going to come back (laughs) certainly not this weekend right and sure enough uh there he is and it makes all the difference in the world for them but no i mean i want manchester United. i have that and i had calvert lewin a couple weeks ago and uh, that was just kind of a roll of the dice. I have Antonio playing against Sheffield. Like I, there are players for sure. I mean, I like those matchups. It's just, look, I'm not saying it's a full strategy. Like you got to go out and back max out your team this double game week. So that Hamas Rodriguez is in your midfield or something. I don't think that's a bad move, but no, I just like at this point, I don't really have any other choice. And so you guys can do whatever you want. I'm just saying, <laughs> at the, I, Like at this point, I have, I've got to use something somewhere. And I I just, I can't wait on stuff to happen later. Spurs still have, I mean, the games in hand for the teams that are, you know, that still have them are decent. The matchups are decent. So,
2: well, we'll Everton's double game week is Fulham and City. Those are the two opponents coming up. And it really feels like one negates the double game week importance there, obviously, talking about City. And then, you know, Fulham, of course, has been pretty good defensively. Fulham itself is playing Everton and Burnley. So, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, I forgive the term, but like incestual uh, matchups here in this double game week where <laughs> a lot of these double games are being played amongst the four clubs themselves. So how much of that is going to cancel out the importance of this double game? week? I think it does. I think it will to an extent. Except un- unless you want to play the lottery, roll the dice, and maybe try to guess right. Uh, all well, right.
1: But, I mean, like, like we were saying, though, no, I mean – right now. So, so two weeks ago, you know, Calvert-Lewin was a, a trendy pickup coming out of, or going into Newcastle, uh, you know, knowing that they were starting to get people back again, like, you know, looked like they might, you know, might be clicking. At least, you, you know, you get Dina and everybody back in the lineup. They disappointed against Newcastle and still just the matchups, the color coding said, Hey, they play Leeds next. And so if you did buy in on, Calvert-Lewin going into Newcastle, you're happy with the last two matches. You know, twenty-one, you know, twenty-one points in the last two two games. Manchester United, you know, for me, I was like, it's the it saved my week. You know, his last goal, you know, the goal at the end of the game saved my week. So, I mean, these are players like looking ahead. You know, the fact that they do they do play twice. You know, love that Liverpool comes up after that, but Southampton at Chelsea, then you know, uh, and then a nice run after that, like these aren't players that you're going to be like, Oh, I'm so, I can't believe why did I go after these guys? They have use. They even for, or even for Burnley after the double week, they play West Brom at home. Like there's three straight weeks of usefulness for Nick Pope for any of the defenders. You know, I I mean, I think Eric Peters is a guy like he's 4.3. He keeps starting no matter what. And Charlie Taylor, we know for sure is out for crystal palace. So Eric Peters has been playing, whether Taylor's in there or not, and Eric Peters is four point three. So, and by the way, Eric Peters was the guy. I mean, he gets eight this week, all three bonus points, an assist against Brighton. So, I mean, I just think there are players that are that are useful here. And it, and yeah, you're right. It's it isn't about the necessarily about the double week. I, I think if it was just Burnley against Crystal Palace or Fulham this week, you'd say, yeah, I'd take a shot on that.
2: Can someone explain to me how Harry Kane is the third most transferred in player so far for the game week and Sun is the third most transferred out?
1: Mm,
2: I don't know. I feel like this is sun. the second time this year. This has
0: happened to Sun. people on the sun on Sun, And all of a sudden they just start selling him like crazy, but I, I just don't. After uh, a
2: 10, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, well, it's it, I listen,
0: I'm not. And I haven't, I've ha- owned Sun all year. I won't sell him all year, although I am at the current moment benching him in my first my first bench spot in the city match next week, which is probably not the smartest. But look, no, Soche- my so look, look-
2: he's on my bench currently.
0: So check's playing Sheffield. Me. I'm playing Gunduan. Fernandez is is at West Brom. Salah's at at Leicester. Like, I, I mean, I guess I could. I okay. So then I, you look at my defense. I got four defenders in there, and. uh Cancelo, you know, Cresswell, Basaka, and Stones feel pretty good about all of them, and then Antonio and Lacazette. So I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some plays, and I sit Lacazette. I just feel like Leeds is always 4-5-1. good. For, Leeds is always good for giving up a goal. So no I don't know. I no see doubt. Leeds giving up a goal to Lacazette easier than City giving up a goal to Son.
2: Yeah, that's valid. Uh, DCL probably because of the double game week, Not much to my chagrin, is. You know, pretty far and away the number one, uh, aside from Gunduwan, uh, the number one uh, transfer in DCL and Gunduwan are a close. One and two is what I'm trying to say, but DCL's number one currently, and I I, I don't get it because City's one of those two opponents. Gunduwan makes a whole lot more sense because who cares who City's playing right now? And Gunduwan's in the squad. Uh, let's talk about City a little bit more. Uh, obviously, they. Uh, I mean, they 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 were held level uh, for seventy three minutes against Liverpool, but then they ran riot over the last seventeen minutes. And uh, Foden and Gundogan make the dream team. The, much of the talk, though, aside from just in general, our city invincible right now, and Liverpool's title chances probably being over, is the fact that Gundogan missed a penalty kick. It seems as though if there's one thing that City is struggling with this season, it's from the penalty area. Uh, is there a legitimate chance that we could see Ederson take a penalty kick this
0: season? I don't think so. Brian, I want to hear your thoughts. I don't think so. Uh um just because if he misses or there's a deflection uh or a stop, he can't get back in time to do anything. Now, granted, obviously they could have a defender roll back there. I'm sure um, they would. But no, I, I don't think so. But it is wild. I in Pep's uh post game someone asked him about it and he, he kind of was like, wasn't dismissive, but almost like, I don't know what the look on his face was. I don't know what to do, especially against Liverpool, because it feels like they're always missing penalties against Liverpool. And uh, Brian, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, we were here at the end of the season either. I think it was last season. I think it was in project restart where I mean, city, I mean, the you know title race obviously is over. And there was that same question of like, hey, Ederson takes them in practice sometimes. Like the, the, the talk was of the possibility of Ederson doing this before. I just, I can't imagine it isn't a, a forward player. I'm shocked that it's not. If Raheem Sterling is the, is the captain, if he's wearing the armband, I'm shocked that it's not him taking them. It, yes, if, if, if everyone's going to keep missing, like i just feel like at some point if you're not if you're indecisive like just let the captain do it so you know of course all of this is completely dependent on them winning a penalty again uh, i mean which sure that can happen any any match any but match. i i just i don't know gundon i mean i feel like that was a i don't know that was a that was such a freak kind of kick i just think it's weird that there isn't one attacking player that isn't like steady with it it's it's it really is weird it is weird there's no doubt about it
2: and it's the only it's only chink in the armor for Manchester City this season.
1: hey if maybe Foden really the guy can't do it he can't kick wrong right now maybe it's Phil Foden next time it happens certainly Sterling does all the work and somebody else is gonna benefit from it
2: it's time for our <laughs> weekly check-in.
1: You don't want to talk about – you don't want to just say one word. You just don't want to say – Whoa, whoa, the, well, We're not moving on. Were you moving off this game?
2: Absolutely. Simone,
1: absolutely. No. You don't want to talk sorry. About you Simone not Min- get off Min- this Min- Allison. Allison.
0: We are talking about Allison and his – what happened, Scott? Was that Carius on the pitch? Was that Minule? What happened – look – as much as crap as I had to take for Leno a couple of weeks ago when he decided to, to Superman a ball in the middle of the pitch, uh, that didn't actually happen, but it was sort of stupid. Uh, Allison Scott, what happened? I mean, I agree. Look, at least he wasn't making boneheaded decisions outside the box, mm, but he's making
2: them inside the box. Is that better? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go big on this big picture. Okay. I mean, I'm a, look. Let's cut him some slack. And 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 I
0: love how Klopp came back to this uh, because he didn't shy away from it in the presser. He said he eventually got around to saying, "Yeah, like we made some mistakes," and and but he came back around to it by saying, "Allies bailed us out. I don't know how many times today he made some mistakes. That's football." Or I'm paraphrasing yeah. there. He, I don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty close, right? So. I, I just look. I, I think realistically, it's one of those ones where it, you know you go, you go in, you smack them, smack them on the shoulder, you look at them and say, "Go home and get some sleep," because it's probably not going to happen again.
2: You know. Well, the issue, is, correct. Uh, the issue is if it's not Allison, it's somebody else. Mm. And here's the like thing. someone else in the defense or period. Just in the squad. Yeah. Here's the thing. I can only go off of the evidence that I can observe. Right, uh, you have you know, mental lapses, you know, throughout the squad, dips in form, obviously significant injuries in multiple places uh, for for extended periods of time, and you have Jurgen Klopp, who, when he's not saying the right thing, is is picking arguments, picking fights with other managers, seemingly like getting bent out of shape over weird things. Like this week, it was. Manchester City's COVID break, which he's not wrong. If you if, if you're a Manchester City player and you didn't have COVID, to get an eight day break in the middle of of this crazy season is a luxury. It's a it's a great thing to have. There's no doubt about sure. it. And other clubs have had it too, but but you know. And then it became about how Klopp said two weeks, and then it was like days. It was a dumb argument. But Klopp started it, and it it's it's here's there's a, there's a I'm gonna again I'm gonna go big on this. There's an article that came through my. News feed on my phone earlier this week, and it was while I was having a particular. Or last week, it was while I was, a- I was having a particularly difficult day, and and I've I've referred to several people uh, that that I've been going through like post holiday blues uh. Uh, so far in 20, 20, 2021 and then this article came through my newsfeed last week and it talked about how it said a lot of people are hitting a pandemic wall right now. Here's what that means and what uh. obviously what you can take care of yourself. I don't know. I'm going off of what I can observe, and then I'm trying to interpret from there. But some clubs are handling this season better than others. This season is a weird one. I mean, there there should be an asterisk next to it. I mean, I respect Manchester City, but I can't take anything away from the fact that they are running away with this thing. and They are very good. And it's not the players' fault that the rest of the club is corrupt. The players are amazing, and they're doing it. I I, I, I you have to give them full credit for that. They're handling this season better than anybody else. But it's still a season that has to be handled differently than any other. And Liverpool's not doing it. And again, it, there's injuries there. There, you know, there's there's a lot there, but I think they've hit a wall. And um, I think honestly, what they need is just to finish fourth, get to the end of the season, finish fourth, and hopefully get some time off this summer and start over next year. Because I mean, there's people talking about what do you know what what does Liverpool need to do? Do they need to you know re you know restructure the squad? You know, no, they just need a break and they need health. They need health and a break. That's it's all that they need. And I think you know maybe one or two guys to refresh the squad here and there. And that's it. This is not a panic type of thing. They, I think they've hit the pandemic well, just like I have. I, that's, that's the best I've got for you. Um,
0: Brian, people are selling Mohamed Salah like bananas and Hyunming Sun at this point. Uh, are, are people crazy? Is this a dumb mass move of the week, people selling Salah? I mean, look, I get it. I was asking that same question last week. He shows up and he, he does get a goal. Albeit it's a, it's by hook or by crook, it's a goal. He got seven points this past week. I look at the fixtures; they're they're at Leicester. That doesn't scare me. Home to Everton, the Derby. It's usually a little bit lower scoring. Then they're at Sheffield. Home to Fulham, at Wolves. Like, I, I, I'm not selling. I don't think I'm selling Salah.
1: No, it's really hard to. I mean, but it, it. I mean, if you if you did, this is the thing. What I was going to say. I mean, just to tie this back into. To Manchester City for a second, the game every season, no matter what, is do you own the guy, and do you own him at the right time? So that's no secret to playing this. So I, I didn't have Bruno Fernandez for a long time. I waited because I was making other moves, or I was trying not to make too many moves, and it killed me. Right now, not owning Gundogan is insane. It, he just keeps doing this over and over and over again. If you had sold Mo Salah going into West Brom in week fifteen, you would have been completely fine. Going into no some one of these
2: gonna do that though. I triple exactly Salah for that match.
1: Right. It's pure hindsight and it's really easy to look back and say they had the, the greenest patch of matches possible. West Brom, Newcastle and floundering Southampton in consecutive weeks after he had just scored 16 against crystal palace. And you would just think it's insane to think of getting rid of him. And you would have been the, you would have been right to sell him probably for Declan rice in that same stretch. <laughs> like he probably, he easily got outscored by like Pierre, Emile Højbjerg. You know what I mean? Like, in, in that run of matches, you would have been completely right to do it. There's just, I mean, there's just no way to possibly know. I think if you were going to go into this match without him, I don't know, maybe like I'm thinking about it, but, but with an easy way of getting back to him, like whatever it takes, like to like, if I'm selling him this week, it would be to just not have him for a week so that I could, so that I could have somebody else. You know, And yet,
2: but, the ability to get back to him means you're going back to him after a double-digit score that you missed, and you know that's going right. to happen. I mean, I I have the money still in my bank that I mentioned last week. I have six pounds even in my bank, but I'm keeping it there for when I inevitably go back to Harry Kane. It's there for, It's there for the Harry Kane move. And not having Harry Kane was easy to not have because he was out with injury. And I know that after the City match, I'm going back to Harry Kane yeah, it's different with Mo Salah. He's he's still playing. Maybe he'll be rotated one match. Maybe he's still playing. And that means you're going to miss out on a double digit score if,
1: if you do that. Yeah, I mean, they I mean, I think this, you know, the city match was maybe a little bit different. He just it's just that he hasn't looked very much that's that was the issue and and I'm you know I'm not the only one that has said this I mean obviously other than West Ham he just hasn't looked very much like scoring I I don't know I mean and West Ham is look at the anomaly that is given the last almost 10 weeks of matches for him but you know so listen
2: he's still the second overall midfielder I know that the price is high, right but he's still the second overall midfielder and he's largely done that prior to this skid when he resumes doing what he has done, and, and I'm saying when because I think it'll happen. It, it might not, but I think it will. Then he's going to be the high. I mean, he's already the – I, I think he's still the highest score, goal scorer in the league.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is. He's still – yes, he definitely is still the the leading, the golden boot race, Mo Salah.
2: If he hits no, another I, run of form, I mean, he's going to be out of this world
1: good. Yeah. It's just a matter I mean, of that's, yeah, it just is it really just is. And I and I that's what I'm saying. Like I it's it just there's no way that you would have predicted that he would have finished with seven total points against West Brom, Newcastle and Southampton. But
2: he did. He, and then he, he got that in against City.
1: He managed to do that, right. Exactly. And so, you know, that's it's just you're right. I mean, it's just a weird year and so you know what? Wanna Forget sell- matchups.
2: <laughs> Go with the double game week. All in, double game. Week. Just do it. Forget matchups. If
1: if you like, if you had Salah and for some reason didn't have Bruno Fernandez going into this coming week, yeah. I mean, if you had to pick straight up, given form and matchup, I think you most people would probably take Bruno, especially think, especially
2: if Pogba's out. Is he still going to be out?
1: Yes, Pogba is out for a while. Yeah, that means better Bruno. So. All right. But that, but I'm saying most people have just the, I mean, look at the ownership. I mean, most people that are playing have Bruno and Salah in their midfield. It's just kind of like, who else, who else are you trying to have? Because like you said earlier, because you could do Calvert-Lewin, Antonio and Bamford as your forwards and be completely happy with that coming into this week, Uh like you don't have to overspend. You don't have to go to Harry Kane this week. That's, there's so much money to throw around all over the place because there is no premium forward that's killing it this year, other than Kane and and we just you know, we just got him back. Yeah. So I just feel like there are, there are so many ways that you could do this selling Salah. I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I'm not unless it's to do something like that. I'm not really sure what what it's for. Like, what are you what are you selling it for? Yeah. No doubt. Yeah.
2: All right, time can I go to the next thing I wanted to go to earlier now? No, is that okay, no let's
1: go back. I want to talk about Pascal <laughs> Strauk again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, go go, right. go ahead. What, what are you talk
2: about? Hey, let it say this might let let it be known here that, that we might be the only FPL podcast that led with Leeds rather than City versus Liverpool. And I'm proud of that fact. All right, it's time for a weekly check-in on Chelsea under Thomas Tuchel. Uh the good was Jorginho and Timo Werner making the dream team. Uh, yeah. The bad was Dave Semi Jinxing and Rudiger. So I Dave. will say he he slotted home a nice goal. It was only-
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's been working on that. Scott, my sources tell me in practice, he's been working on his striker abilities to slot home corners and set pieces, uh, as sometimes they get kicked low. Look. Uh, I was furious not only was I I was furious for mainly one reason and that was the fact that I started Mendy I lost a clean sheet to that like that was that is infuriating yeah
2: did you have do you have Rudiger yet you talked about having him
0: no he's not he can't he can't he's not better than Kinsella, Cresswell, Basaka,
2: Stones, or Dallas? Come on, man. Oh, okay. All right, fair, fair. We, that, we talked about those studs. I got studs. Them. Scott studs only uh, on my right. team. Yeah, yeah. You got all the money to spend on that defense. Uh, no, that that is a good defense. Look. Uh, all right. You should well,
0: you should take some notes, uh, Loten. Upgrade your Loten spot.
2: <laughs> time for our weekly mention of the league table, Dave. Uh, hey, you
1: know what doesn't... it is? It's because
2: I've. It's because I've had Stuart Dallas and been playing him occasionally. i want to go back and Look.
1: count how many times you've played him. <laughs> 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 hey, <laughs> enough, enough. To, to, your, to your point, if you want to talk about, if you want to stay for Chelsea for just a second. Yes. Playing home to Newcastle, a Newcastle team that, right, as of the, right this moment, has exactly four healthy, available defenders. Right. And that is Paul Dummett, Karen Clark, uh, Emile Kraft. And uh, who's their who's their other guy? Jamal, oh, Jamal Lewis. Lewis. Is back. Yeah, that's it. Uh-huh. Those are the four that they have available and healthy. Uh, like the, Newcastle, I mean, they those four because there's some at least a little bit of experience there. They those guys might be able to pull off something really heroic, <laughs> but not. I just don't think that it's a good bet to bet that they would do that. Agree. Like. Dude. So, this that's another one of the like one week people, you know, the one week teams that you would just say, if you, you know, you want to skip the double weeks, I mean, roll the dice on a Chelsea guy, it could be any of them, honestly, at this point.
2: Uh, That's the thing, it could be any of them. I mean,
1: Hudson Adoy sits, Chillwell starts, yeah. I mean, well, did you? So, Tuchel's, I mean, I mean, uh. It was Robbie Musto that said it, you know, pre-broadcast here in the U.S. You know, the NBC uh, sports network. we just talking about Tuchel's comments that he didn't want to start Alonzo. You mentioned Alonzo specifically, saying he didn't want to start him in kind of like in quick succession. That he was going to rotate the squad because they were playing. You didn't want to start him like a third match in like ten days or whatever. And Robbie Musto, I thought rightly said, you know, uh, this is the Premier League, like that that the schedule is always demanding like how, are you really going to keep doing this it doesn't seem to make much sense so it's like so what does that mean for Marcus Alonso like that I feel like or, or for Ben Chilwell like is he just really going to have those two guys and it's going to be like all right well you've gone twice in a row I don't want to get you tired out so here you go guy you run in there and take a spot like you guy you know I, I, I it's it's a little risky with those guys but you know, Rudiger has, I mean, to the Rudiger point, I mean, the Rudiger was one of the guys who is, he, he has, he keeps starting. He keeps, oh, maybe, starting. maybe he was tired Maybe and maybe, maybe not. He... Yeah, exactly. He should have been rotated <laughs> out. <laughs> Give that guy a break. He I mean, he would kick right.
2: He's not, he's not any more tired than Cesar Spiliqueta is. He's played more minutes in this last two weeks than he's probably played in years.
1: Yeah. I I the guy that I mean I think the the intrigue is you know obviously with Mason Mount does it again I think obviously Jorginho as like a cut rate guy I mean Jorginho if he's going to be out there and he's going to be the designated penalty taker he's still 4.7 or whatever like that's ridiculous Look at the beginning the, of the season the... he was worth owning for a little while Yeah and he is right. again he is right. again he, Right, he's back there where he was before and yeah. then and then I mean I know Werner's expensive but like This is now, you know, this is, you know, two assists here. Like, I think Tuchel can unlock him.
2: I have a feeling he's being unlocked as we speak. Five and ten. I mean, he had ten fantasy points in this last match. I have a feeling he is being unlocked as we speak. I
1: think it's Werner's time finally I I have this I have the numbers for that. Do you want me to give them to you here or that is he's going to be in FPL America the article for sure just because of his last 3 matches. Uh I can I can so teaser for the article. Just know here
2: yeah. that we support Timo Werner at this point finally gaming 24.
1: You this. too Mike.
2: Yeah. I still think he's he's uh he's scared. He's
0: scared of the goal. He's having nightmares of goal and doesn't know how to put ball in net and he's a striker. No.
1: He's if I Thomas Benteke.
0: he's doing his best Benteke and just okay. passing it off to other dudes to
2: score. Yes. Listen, equally ridiculous is for me to say that I think Thomas Tuchel needs to pair him with Antonio Rudiger in training this week. Cuz Rudiger could show him how to score a goal. Obviously. Oh yeah. Well said. All right. Thank you. Let's talk about the all-form team currently. We've had a lot of matches and it wouldn't uh, surprise anyone if maybe you've missed some things even though we've I mean, Dave talking about Duke Dallas sign. I can't say Duke Dallas straight face. Duke Dallas uh, man. that, we got uh, uh, By the lines. way,
0: by the way, on Duke Dallas, I went back and checked. You got him in week twelve match week twelve. You did not okay. have him, I, or uh, maybe you just got him in match week twelve. I can't remember. Bottom line okay. is, since then you've played him. Your credit in my face eight times in your starting lineup. My percentages are about right. Now I cannot go back and check to see if you didn't start him and you started someone else and like he got subbed in. There's no way for me to know that, but technically eight times you've gotten points from him. So
2: I I can honestly say I don't think he has ever subbed in. Maybe once he might
0: not have. I I've I, not had
2: a lot. My squad has been playing. I've I think I've only had one time this season where someone has subbed into my lineup, and that was okay. the that was the COVID week.
1: All right, fair enough.
2: All right, thank you. Appreciate yeah. you All doing right. some research on that. Imagine yeah, really that. important. Thanks, Dave. I, I sure wasn't. Yep. All right, let's talk about the all-form team for real now. All right. I already mentioned who the three inform forwards are. One more time. It's Bamford, Antonio, and Watkins. Although DCL is a close fourth. So honorable mention of DCL. Again, the number one most transferred in player so far for Game Week 24. He did he did make the the Game Week 23 Dream Team. And he has a double game week for whatever that's worth. Moving back into the midfield, let me give you the top five. So, if you wanted to have the all-form team, here's what it is: five midfielders. Of, I mean, far and away, the most informed player, Ilkay Gundogan, of course, is number one. Rafinha is number two, wow. followed by followed by Ricardo Pereira. Despite not starting this last match for West Brom, he's he's number three. Matthias, I'm sorry, I said Ricardo, didn't I? Yes, Matthias
1: Pereira. Thank we, you. I I wish Ricardo Pereira was informed guy, Maybe Ricardo, Definitely. but.
0: Love Pereira. Of course. Brian loves Ricardo Pereira almost like maybe no other player.
2: Brian, Ricardo, Ricardo Pereira has had a couple of good returns in these last two weeks, though. So pay attention to Ricardo Pereira. Uh, But speaking of Leicester, they make number four, number five in the midfield. James Madison and Harvey Barnes are four and five in the all-form team right now. That's a decent midfield. And there's no money in that midfield (laughs) whatsoever (laughs) to the point that we've made. Uh, over and over again for the last few weeks. Uh, I'll give you the next three just for honorable mention, Jack Harrison, Bruno, and Eulamonts. Okay.
0: Real quick, before we move on to your next segment, Scott, because I see what's coming.
2: I'm not done with the L-Form team yet. Oh, we're not? Shoot. Good try, Dave. Keep it rolling. All right. Moving back to the defense, here's your top five defenders in form. Number one and number two, they're tied. John Stones and James Justin.
0: John Stones. Number Dave, three. You're,
1: Dave, you're exactly right about James Justin, who continues to embarrass not only you, but me and anyone else that doesn't have him. And seriously? It's, it's in infuri- the only one on this pod who has him now. It's infuriating. Scott, don't act like this is a no-brainer. Okay. I hated James this Justin is- as an option early in the season.
2: I was anti-James Justin. And really only because I had the money. And he was the best choice for the money. Is is why I went to him, and I did not feel great about it. And it was right around the time of their double game week, which is in nineteen, which which worked was fine. And then he had a couple of ones, and I was like, uh, I'm really not feeling
0: great about Look, this. transfer. in the last six match weeks, James Justin goes like like eight six, then he goes one one, then it's fifteen nine fifteen nine. But yeah. like before the eight six, it was a one two one. Uh-huh. It, there is nothing consistent, but. I don't know. I look, he does great against <laughs> teams. That's all I can say. He mm-hmm. did great against Fulham and Wolves. Uh, he did well, he, he did good against Chelsea. I'll give him that. And but some are some would argue against that. They're a poop team. This isn't and just
2: about James Justin, this is about the Leicester defense. I mean, Leicester's been up and down a little bit, but somehow they're up there in what, third in spite
0: team? of Soyunchu, Brian.
2: I know,
0: quad is back on the pitch. <laughs>
1: It's true. He is back. Uh, thank goodness. His groin tear healed properly. And we are now back to having him out there again. I'm very excited about it.
2: Full groin.
1: Glad to hear it. Yeah.
2: All right. Finishing out the top five in form and defense. By the way, Justin. I
0: still can't find my way to James Justin. Like I would rather own Aaron Wan than James Justin. I would rather own Cresswell than James Justin. I would rather own Cancelo than James Justin. But I don't know. Maybe that's just being me. Stubborn me. I get it. Fine. I just can't see that continuing.
1: It, but, it, but, it, but keeps, it, it keeps happening. I would have said the same thing about Aaron Cresswell weeks and weeks ago, and Aaron Cresswell keeps managing to do it too. So it's look, it's just all bad all around Dave. And uh, there there's no, there's no digging out of this hole at this point. No, uh,
2: Listen, I mean, you're raving earlier about Stuart Dallas. Yeah, you know, have four, eight James Justin's at five, two, and he's, uh, he's up there higher than Dallas. I, like, I get it. Overall points doesn't mean... Yeah, but mean
0: Justin's no. playing on a better team. Stuart Dallas is playing in the midfield, getting no defensive returns. That's the difference. If he and gets... Yet, if Stuart Dallas gets, like, one defensive return, like happened this past week, on top of his offense, then he drops to 12. So sure. that's yet, the difference between James Justin James
2: Justin has team. more overall points, though. And I get it. Like, overall points doesn't mean everything at this point in the season. But... I mean, Brian's been talking about James Justin from day one. I didn't go to him until, like I said, about a month ago. But honestly, you're going to get the ones. But the 14s and the 15s offset the ones overall. You're not upset if you own James Justin.
0: James no, Justin has no. has.
1: I think two I think goals James and two assists. I think owning James Justin is like, holy crap. I can't believe he did it again. I just think it's when he does it's exactly it's it's either a it's either a ten or a one with him all season yep. long. We said that like six weeks ago. The reason why that's why at the beginning of the season, James Justin we knew was going to be out there because he had no competition for his spot. He was really cheap comparative to the other uh, Leicester defenders, and and instead more people owned Lord Farquad. Soy and so that, that was the issue for me all along was like, you got a guy who's starting for them, who is more attacking, who's going to, the capability is to get you more. He's cheaper. What is everyone thinking? And, and then it just like, it just kept rolling and rolling and rolling. And now here we are. And he's like a top five defender for the season. You know, like I said, you know, it was I uh, however many, however many weeks ago it was, he stinks. Leicester fans were screaming about getting rid of him, and he just was not performing well. And it was like three weeks later that everyone's like, he's the consummate professional. He's exactly the kind of player that every manager wishes he could have on his team. It's like,
0: what? What yeah. just happened?
1: Exactly. Well, nonetheless, there he is. rounding yeah.
2: up the all-form team, you've got Ruben Diaz, Lewis Dunk, and Aaron Wambasaka.
0: I refuse to talk about Dunk.
2: Why? Uh,
0: Because he plays for the Trash Birds, Brian, you know this?
1: Listen, Brighton, if there's anything they do well, we didn't talk, I wanted to mention this last week, but it it got caught up in all the other stuff because we were talking about when Brighton played, or it was before Brighton played Liverpool. And it was that if, if anything, Brighton's in the top three defensively for shots allowed and shots on target allowed. They're they're one. And and at home, which, by the way, the four of the next six matches for Brighton are at home. They're third overall in defense for shots allowed and fourth overall for shots on target allowed. They are up there with like they're not that far off of city.
0: Brian, why are we talking about Lewis Dunk? Lewis Dunk's last five match weeks are eight, six, six, eight, nine. Why are we even discussing him? What do you mean? What the sarcasm there? Come on. I,
1: ju- I didn't even realize his numbers were that good. Yeah. I mean, that's because Robert Sanchez, it, it only stands to reason that Robert Sanchez, who you know we've you know, I talked about, however long ago, one of the only things I've gotten right here in the last you know month or whatever was doing the same thing. And if you, been, if you went to dunk too in that span, you are thrilled especially this week where, you know, they give up a goal. Sanchez ends up with, you know, two save points and a bonus point this week. Dunk gets you a goal. Like there's a lot to like about the Brighton, not just their defense, but like they play Villa, Palace, West Brom, uh, Southampton, and Newcastle in five of their next six matches. And four of those are at home. Like, and Leicester, we know that Leicester, I mean, Leicester, doesn't always they're not always on and that's the other match brighton plays lester in four weeks like brighton's schedule is really nice for the next you know at least four of the next six you like them i can't oh, believe yeah. you're making me consider dunk i did not realize his numbers were that good they you have think you think about have. dan dan Byrne too dave that, that that enormous giant of a man who, i love watching dan bird run I know when he,
2: when he runs, he leaves Jurassic Park like <laughs> prints in the pitch. Yeah. But listen, Ber- uh, Brighton has only played six defenders all season long. And Tariq Lamptey is one of those six and he's been out and will be out for a couple of more weeks at least. So, I mean, they are, they've been healthy in the back. There's been a lot of cohesion and consistency and it's led to, at least defensively, good results. I, you know, I mean, they're yeah. still down at the bottom. You know, they're they're right. they're probably there's no relegation battle this season. They're they're largely safe, but you know, you still have to mention that they're down like 15th or 16th. Scott
0: said healthy in the back. Just wanted that to be noted. Continue.
2: Okay. Uh, Robert Sanchez is the most informed goalkeeper, uh, followed by a tie as your backup. It's Emiliano Martinez and Casper Schmeichel. With Ederson just behind. Brian, you uh,
0: were touted Sanchez. You are the first one on him. You made me go to him a couple of weeks ago. So, haven't haven't played him yet as Chelsea's had better matchups the last couple of weeks here. And uh, yeah. but I wish I would have this week.
1: Yeah, this week um, he like I said he was four point four until last week. I mean that's that's absurd, and he and it was known that he was the starter because because Matt Ryan was shipped out, right? Like, they just let go of their guy. And it's like, all of a sudden here's this and he's you know, now he's, he's outstanding. And yeah, he's definitely, he's a useful player for the foreseeable future. All right. I
2: waited until late in the pod to talk about this. Cause I'm not sure everyone's going to want to listen to this, but there was a moment late in Fulham West Ham that actually it probably had more FPL relevance than real life relevance even though you know, Thomas Socek might beg to differ. Uh, but Sochek received a red card for delivering an elbow to the head of Alexander Mitrovic. Now, that is literally what occurred. It looked like he was clearing out some space and clipped Mitrovich with his elbow.
0: It wasn't aggressive. I'll give him that, Scott. It wasn't aggressive. And I know most people are saying that that, like, it should never have been a red card. But... Look, Sochik had his arms away from his body to kind of clear out some space because he's standing across from the oddly triangle shaped man in Alexander Mitrovich. And but he raised his arm like straight up in his space in like his own kind of personal space. Like, you know, everyone's got that that comfortable area Scott kind of around you where you're like, Hey man, like you're kind of in my space, not right? on, like, the, football.
2: Not yeah, on like, the football pitch, Stay not in football my personal pitch. space, right? Not like, on the football pitch and certainly not when you're preparing for a set piece. No, not. fair.
0: Now I will say this, and this is where I kind of, I want to kind of come at. So check a little bit. There might not have been intent there. No one will ever know. But as I was talking to you guys about this pre pod, Professional athletes, and most of us, you don't have to be a professional athlete to understand this. You understand your space in this life. Yes, as we grow older, our space gets a little bit bigger sometimes. But, like, if I'm going to reach across the table for uh, the salt shaker, I know my brain tells my hand if I can reach it or not, and or if I'm going to have to lean to get it. And then if it's too far away, my brain will tell my, like, I'll tell myself, you can't reach that. You're going to have to ask someone to pass that. Same thing if when you're in a parking lot driving a car. You know that when you're cutting it really tight and you're just trying to get out, you drive your car so much that you know that, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to hit that car in front of me. It's going to be close. I'm not going to hit that car because you understand the space. So check's professional athlete. He knows his space. He had to have known with the arm raised up that he was going to hit Mitrovich. And, Scott, you can't do that.
2: Well, I will say, here in the United States, Arlo White and Graham Lasso had the call play-by-play uh, play in the color commentary uh, for NBC Sports during the match. Graham Lasso proved once again why he should not have a job as a <laughs> soccer announcer. Uh, because <laughs> you, all... You hate
1: him so bad. Honestly, uh, I, Graham no, it's not. Scott,
0: I hate this. This is the second thing I'm going to agree with you on. <laughs> I Graham Lasso sucks. Yeah. Like, his analysis is garbage. He never gives you... You're assuming Insight. there is
2: analysis. There's no analysis. Well, That's the point.
0: He just it, tells you what well, happened. I mean, hell, he no, I, I can do happen,
2: that. And he tells you your, his opinion. And I don't need to know what he thinks. I need to know what Mike Dean and Lee Mason, the referee on the pitch and the VAR are looking at and what laws they're using to try to determine what the right call for this play is. Did well, we get that at all? That. No, we did not get that at all. What did we get? Oh, that would be stupid. That was clearly an accident. It'd be stupid. This would be the, Dumbest call I've ever seen. I mean, I, I I don't think those are the actual words, but it was pretty close to that. Like the most yeah. ridiculous call I've ever seen on the pitch if he gives this. That's all we got. Now, you're right, Dave. We're not in Thomas Socek's head in that moment. No one can say that that is clearly an accident. Sorry, you can't do it. You cannot say that. You can say that you think it looks like an accident. You can't say that clearly looks like an accident. And that is what everybody Ninety-five, at least percent of the pundits were saying.
0: Mitrovic the- was standing
2: in front of him. He literally is in
0: his view of sight. If I turn with my elbow in the air and I hit someone behind me and I literally can't see them, that becomes an accident. Mitrovic is in front of Sochek at minimum. Mitrovic's complete body is in his peripheral vision. There yeah. is no way he can say I did not see that human
2: yeah no I agree with you I'm gonna come back to Sochak there's no
0: way I can't see that triangle
2: right I'm gonna come back to Sochak at the end of the story so if you're sick of hearing of this story like stay with it because I'm gonna have a very important FPL point at the end of this whole thing about Thomas Sochak let me move on to Mitrovich really quickly Mitrovich is an idiot like I have zero respect for Alexander Mitrovich as a person and I can say that very strongly because you don't fall. Like, I get it. You got elbowed in the head. It probably hurt. It certainly surprised him. He fell down and held his head. I would do the same thing if I got elbowed in the head by Thomas socek intent or not. Right? I think we all would. I'm secure enough in my mask to say that I would fall down after an elbow by Thomas socek in my head. Then he then he gets up and tries to say it's not a red card. Right? He tries to he tries to save Sochek on the pitch. Alexander Mitrovich, shut your <laughs> mouth. What in the are you doing? Don't go down to sell the call at worst. I mean, it hurt probably, but there was some selling there. Of course there was. I mean, look at Anthony Martial, look at William Jose, look at Mo Salah, look at Timo Werner. That's what you do in this league is you sell the call to get the call. Mitrovic did it a little bit, and then he tried to take it back. You look like more of an idiot when you do that, than if you just let it happen, Mitrovic needs to shut up In my mind, he's almost a bigger villain in this play than any other character that's in it. Next, Mike Dean. Mike Dean is the most consistent referee in the Premier League. Now, I'm not saying he's the best referee, but he's certainly the most consistent.
0: I'm okay with Dean.
2: He is going to be a little bit more strict about the black and white nature of the laws, and that's going to lead him to make big calls, and big calls equals usually red cards. But he's going to do it, and he did it in this case. And he did it last week with the Anthony Martial call that led to the bednarik red card that was overturned. Now, you would have to believe that that call was discussed between him and other you know the other referees or you know him and Mike Riley who heads the referee union or or you know some some panel some someone discussed that call with Mike Dean to help him understand why either he shouldn't have made the call that that led to Bednark's red card being overturned or or whatever. Or or maybe he was affirmed that it was the right call. And you know what? It's 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 not you, it's them. It's the independent panel of the FA that, that's wrong by overturning this red card. I don't know. But here he has another close call and he goes all in with the red card again. And it's as we sit here, it's already been overturned. So check's red has already been overturned again. Two red cards overturned in two weeks. Or not even two weeks, in one week. What you know, two game weeks. Now Mike Dean's receiving death threats. People. I hope crazy. that any listener, I hope that any listener so of our podcast is not going to that level when it comes to you know playing FPL certainly or even you know the real life results of these matches. That that's not worth it. That's that's stupid. You're gonna get yourself in a lot of trouble if that's something that you're doing. Please don't do it. Mike Dean, I honestly feel bad for him. He could be someone who is in there there are people in this world who are incapable of gray areas. They need everything to be black and white. That might be Mike Dean. We won't know for sure. That could be him. And if, if it is, he probably shouldn't be a Premier League referee for very much longer. Uh, but if he's doing what he's being told to do, then this is not on Mike Dean. Lee Mason, when you're the VAR, you can't be weak. You can't be weak, dude, and you're weak. Make the call for Mike Dean. Don't tell him to go look at it. Make the call for him and tell him, that was. I'm calling that an accident. That's not a foul. Play on. Don't even send Mike Dean to the monitor. The moment you send Mike Dean to the monitor, you take it out of your own hands lee mason was weak and that's a problem lastly mike riley you supervise mike dean it would seem you know he's the head of the pgmol so he, he supervises mike dean he's either doing a poor job of supervising him that led mike dean to make these last two calls in these last two game weeks or he's just not good at his job it's one of the two uh, sorry mike riley more so than even you know Ed Woodward and any other front office person we've talked about all season long. Mike Riley deserves to be sacked. I put the failure of VAR and I put the failure of this situation right here, this perfect storm of a problem, on Mike Riley. I rest my case.
1: Do you, do you want? Do you want any pushback, or are you do? We, should we go just for run it? Run? <laughs> I don't. No, I have. I have none. I'm just wondering if you're expecting. <laughs> don't like... don't
2: make any up. Don't make any up. But I mean, I, I... FPL America, we're a better group of FPL players. We're, we're a better group. Let's get, let's rise above this argument about intent, and let's get, let's just get better. Let's be part of the good on social media when we're talking about these plays. And of course, let's not get down into the, the midst of it. Again, these death threats to ridiculous. All right. Let's talk about something really nice, really fun. Can we do that? Yeah, man. All right. I'm going to give out my honorary fantasy half point. Ben. Ben D the initials are BD. That's going to be relevant here in a second. We BD. talked about, we talked about Ben last week. He was our, he's our newest patron. Uh, but in addition to being our newest patron, he didn't at the end of our podcast, uh, you know, his contribution is such that, you know, we are crafting a segment of our podcast around Ben. And in tonight, that means that he's going, he is getting our honorary, I mean, honorary fantasy half point. And I'm going to give it to him for his teammates. We know all about great team names in our NFL America podcast. The, his team name: B D's Nuts FC. Now, hey, like pecans, peanuts, almonds. It, you know, in the United States, where most of us are maybe a little familiar with the history of these Nuts, going back five years. Okay. It could, now, I don't know what I, I, I didn't ask Ben. I, I intentionally didn't ask him. <laughs> i don't know what he means by these nuts exactly (laughs) right he could be referring to the australian hardcore punk band that formed in melbourne in 2007 that that could be what he means
1: no doubt yeah there's definitely no way of knowing for sure
2: not for sure I would guess, though, he's probably referring to the satirical presidential candidate in 2016 who's actually polling very well in this country. And I'm actually sad that these nuts didn't run further for president than going. Uh, That's probably the more likely reference. Either way, it works with the. Listen, it takes a lot of John Stones. Yeah, to have BD's nuts FC as your as your team name, and it takes a lot of stones to support our podcast and to join this, the, the the crazy Slack yes, workspace uh, that Ben has joined. Ben Ben talks football on a level that uh, we don't always talk, and I'm happy for it. He's raising the game on the Slack workspace, and we want you to do the same thing. So we'd love to have you join us, like Ben has. Patreon.com/slash FPL America. My half point this week, sir, goes to you, Ben. Wow great to have you Dave we're a whole pod through now are you sticking with your leads in Arsenal out transfer now that we've discussed this first my, tra- my transfer was
0: made uh I he's probably he's riding pine right now it's Stuart Dallas Rob holding out Stuart Dallas in that is officially happened and I am currently have my captain regardless of the double match weeks I currently have it on Bruno Fernandez. Were Excellent.
2: You getting... Okay. I, I'm giving you, I, I realized I forgot to come back to Thomas Sochek. I said I was going to do it for a very important FPL related note. Oh, shoot. It has to do, it has to do with transfers out. I'm so starting, starting Sochek, by the way. So that's fine. He's, his red cards overturned. He will right. be playing. That's perfectly fine. Thomas Sochek has been transferred out 267,000 times. Yes. Now I have to believe that the vast majority of those transfers out occurred when the red, triangle was on his name i'm sure for the red card ban there is a so i was i used to be i'm not going to make my transfers until the deadlines that that used to be me prices be damned i'm going to make my transfers at the last minute and there's a lot of people on that camp dave you have sold me because you're you're i mean you've already made your transfer it's monday night and you made your transfer for the upcoming game week uh you know There is a there's there's something to be said for jumping on price changes, getting ahead of them. You know, if you feel confident in what you're doing, you know, get in on that. And and I've joined you there with a a little bit of a balanced approach, but I've joined you there for the most part. There is a balance to be had on getting the price changes, you know, the transfers made before the price changes and getting all the information that you can. In this case, if you transferred out Thomas Socek on Saturday or Sunday when he had the red triangle next to his name, you're dumb. And that is why you're part of this week's dumb mass move of the week because 267,000 is a massive people. Who made a dumb transfer because Sochak's coming right back into that squad. And who's he playing, Dave? Playing home to Sheffield, Scott. Yeah. I feel great having Thomas Sochak in
0: my in lineup. In fact, honestly, probably not a bad captain option this week, even <laughs> with the double
2: match weeks. Like that, that is as clear cut a dumbass move as we've had in a long time on this. Hey, there is quick. a balance to be had. You got to wait to at least get some more information on something
0: like that. The only thing that I'm being very successful at this year, because it's not picking captains. I only mentioned mine so people can alert people to not pick what I'm going to choose. Granted, I this past week did choose, did change kind of last second. My team value is now up over a 107. It is a 107.1. Of course, Brian, in a year where money doesn't really matter because yeah. all the high price guys are not playing and all the lower uh, price guys are just doing fantastic. So screw me.
1: Yeah. If ever team value meant less than this (laughs) season, I would like, I would like to see the history of it because uh, it, it really doesn't matter at all. Not at all,
0: not at all this year. Uh, And of course I'm doing great at it, but it literally matters nothing.
2: Brian, what are you doing with your squad as you sit here?
1: Well, no, I think I am. uh, I, like I said, I think I'm, Uh, I haven't decided I'll either, I, I I can't decide if it's worth free hitting this week or, or wild carding. I think, I mean, the wild card makes a little bit more sense just because I feel like the matchups and the players that are available, it's not buying for one, just one week. There is some use, like I said, beyond that. And so, um, no, I, I'm. I again, my midfield is is pretty stacked. I mean, my the biggest thing was to try to get on in for the, for the two matches. So that's you know that's obviously a form move. That's a double week move. I've already had Sterling. I you know obviously had Fernandez and Salah, but I I brought I brought Rashford in last week, uh, to kind of maximize the the Manchester United attack. You know, I was I was okay with him getting a, an assist. I obviously was hoping for more against Everton, but looking at what they have, you know, in the next, you know, in the next few weeks. I I just liked I liked home to Everton at West Brom and home to Newcastle more than what Spurs had. And so that was the that was what prompted my move out from Sun to Rashford. Um which obviously didn't didn't work didn't pay off this week. I mean, it just, son was just, his son gets a goal and Rashford got an assist. And so the, the points were, there's the disparity. Um, no, had Calvert Lewin like I, you know, I'm, I really am going to go. I think I, you know, I already brought in, uh, uh, Nick Pope. Um, I want one of the, I want me or Tarkowski. I think for this, I like the goal threat of both of those guys. Tarkowski's in the top, you know, in the top 10 ish, I think of players for goal threat this season, so uh, I do want to get on on a couple of. I, I mean, maybe Peters, maybe lowton I don't. I don't mind either one of those guys, but it'll be a lot of Burnley. I mean, it'll be a lot invested in that, so it could it could go badly for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's a lot of Burnley defense it, there. Man. Yeah, but if you go if you go Burnley defense
0: and City defense, and then have the rest of your midfield and uh, strikers, even if, like, not necessarily playing double match weeks,
1: you could end up with a decent squad this week. I mean, that's it's not a bad move, Brian. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're, you're, you're already – I mean, I already have John Stones. I mean, I, like, the, the, the move, the big issue for me was selling Cancelo. I mean, I've had Cancelo this whole time. Like we said, the matchups, I think, are way more favorable for the city attack than they are defensively, but I mean it's not like they they're the best defense in the league by a good bit this season. So if if they concede nothing in the in the two matches that they play, I don't see that being all that surprising. So no like every like that's what I'm saying. Like double week or not, going into this like going into game week 20, you know, t- game week 24 with the the teams that are playing, like there's not any player that I brought in that I'm like, yes, he's playing twice. You know what I mean? It's more like, like like it's, it's players. Like that's the thing the the tough one is, all right. Out of the single players, the single week of players, who could I go to that? Like, basically who, who's useful that no one else has. And like, you know, I think Marcus Rashford is a, is a really good, I mean, for that, for that ownership, you know, 12% or whatever that's across FPL. I mean, that's, that's, relatively low for, a kind of a heavy hitter kind of player. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's more like, you know, could I get, uh, do I want to take a chance with, a uh, Chelsea defender, you know, playing against Newcastle? Do I want to tr- maybe, maybe go triple Manchester United and bring in uh, Luke Shaw for, for the week? You know, I don't, again, like because of the matchup next week, it's home to Newcastle. Like those guys are useful this week and next week, Brian, you yeah. successfully dodged the question.
2: What are you going to do with your free transfer?
1: My free transfer is my is my either my free hit or my okay. Card.
2: All right, all right. I'm I'm you were giving so many ideas. I, I was really confused what your transfer was.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of transfers.
2: I I wasn't listening fully. I guess I apologize. It's all right. Um, I also apologize for what I'm about to say. Do you remember about three? weeks ago maybe four when I asked you guys that question about being in a situation where you have two free transfers and you don't feel like you need to use either of them you, just, you waste them or not and you're yeah. like I've never felt them before you're crazy and i know like I'm kind of there I'm more there now than I was then when I first asked that question I will make one so as not to waste it but even the guys that I've got on my bench I'm, I'm benching them because of matchup not because they need to go uh so it's a great I'm mean, I'm operating from a position of strength. Now I have a little bit of a dilemma and I kinda wanna just raise my middle fingers to this double game week with what I I need I want what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna send out Rob Holding. That didn't work when I brought him in a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I I can go to anybody. I mean, I don't want to spend too much money because I do plan to bring in Harry Kane. So conventional wisdom, double game week wisdom says bring in another city defender because I only have two city players total.
0: Who do you have? You got Gunduan and Kinsella?
2: Gunduan and Stones.
0: Oh, Stones, okay.
2: So Kinsella or Diaz is the conventional wisdom, right? Especially with the double game week. But I kind of want to bring in Aaron Juan uh, Bataka, And I feel like there's a really good chance he's going to score more points on that one match than either the city defenders willing to. Now, with that said, I kind of want to do the same thing with my captain. I kind of want to Captain Bruno and not Gunduan. I might not because Gunduan is in way too good a form.
0: Go ahead and just copy me, Scott. Go ahead.
2: Who'd you say? I said Bruno. He's my captain right now. Yeah, but then didn't you say you were you were gonna maybe put it on somebody else? <laughs> I I can't Look, I can't. Okay, I said that last you.
0: week, and I shouldn't have changed it. I'm gonna give it to my wife. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put let your wife, wife put
2: your wife on the on the on the pod right now. Let's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ask ask her what she would do. She's in week. the
0: back doing yoga right now. Oh, okay, <laughs> great.
2: Yeah. So. Excellent. Yeah. All right, well, that's that's yeah, we'll see. Uh, if you want to know exactly what I'm going to do, I will publish it on our social media channels in plenty of time for you to know what I'm doing, dear listeners. Uh, I will do so on our Instagram uh, feed at least. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well. And don't forget about patreon.com slash America. See how you can financially support us in a very, very tiny way each month and uh, maybe even join the inner community of this pod that is ever growing. We'd love to have you. Gentlemen, I'm going to enjoy no Premier League for the middle of this week and relish it that much more in this upcoming weekend when Game Week 24 kicks off on Saturday morning. By the way, Saturday's football is really nice. Leicester Liverpool kicks off the whole Game Week, and we got Spurs City as the feature match in the middle of the day.
1: That's awesome.
2: We're going to know a lot about our fantasy teams after Saturday, and that's for sure.
0: It doesn't feel like that happens often. It feels like we're always waiting until like
2: late Sunday to see to see where our teams are going to end up. No doubt, no doubt that's true. Oh, by the way, Dave, it's your favorite. There are two Monday matches, but yeah, it's West Ham and. No, there's a
0: Monday Tuesday. No, no, forgive me. That's the following
2: week. There's a Monday Tuesday match. The double game week matches are on Wednesday, so we will learn everything about City in the final day of you know, final match of the 12-match game week. Uh, But at least we'll have some time off here in the middle of the week. which is nice. Dave. Yep. That brings us to the end of this one.
0: Hey, we made it. Check us on the social. Scott's working those always hard. Brian is going to crush out Mm -hmm. near the end of the week. I forgot.
2: I forgot. I'm playing the role of Brian tonight. I totally forgot something. Oh, man. What? The top scorer in the FPL America Podcast League. You're uh, just
0: saying this because you want me to recognize you as being making the top five in the FPL America Podcast League. Scott, I know you're fourth, but you made the top five. Don't give me the forefinger
2: on the video,
0: the video on there. I, 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 I didn't do that. That subtle that. that subtle flex. No yes. one will ever
2: know if, if you didn't say that. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hey, he wants to be leads. Bo is out there, but, uh, look, you're, you're sending a warning shot across the bow. You're coming for him, Scott. Don't slip up,
2: Bo. Darmok and Vinegra Daniel, still number two team touchdown. Jason is at number three, but I also want to give credit to the top scorer in the league. He's currently sitting in 47th, but he dropped a 95 wow. on the game week. It's your boy, uh, Dave. Billy D. Wow. Dyer is a Dyer. Why
0: did you not give me a subtle flex via text this week? I'm sure Dyer Straits. At, at, at Billy, extremely loyal listener. Uh,
2: Member of our Slack workspace.
0: Yep. Contributor to our Slack, Patreon supporter, all star listener, Billy, uh, good buddy of mine. Holy crap. I'm looking at He crushed it. Martinez, Justin, Dallas, Cresswell, Fernandez, Sala, Gunduan, son. The only guy that didn't get a scoring return
2: was was, his captain
0: was his captain. Yep. Billy. That is a David Smith epic captain's pick. If I've ever seen one DCL on
2: the bench, DCL on the bench. Yeah. He he should have cleared a hundred. He should have cleared a hundred. Even still, he was the top scorer in the league. 95. Great job, Billy. Wow. Billy crushing I, I was
0: i was chasing you down and you have now flexed out in front again whatever step it's a ridiculous that's like a lottery winning winning week like See, that, literally that, every guy you have does something except your captain that's insanity
1: and that just proves the other point we've been trying to make for years and that's that getting your captain right is overrated <laughs> <laughs> not true not true exactly Listen, you, all you need to do is make sure that every single other player on your team does good, <laughs> <laughs> along with the person in the loot hole. Hey, listen, it's simple. Yeah, well, yeah. DCL is in the loophole. hole. Right? Yeah. I didn't Hey, listen. Uh, great. Well, I'm looking forward to this next week. Let's
0: uh, let's have a good one for the FBL America podcast. This is